Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Jen, I'm through with him. I'm through with Garvey. I'm through with him. Hi and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media of our shared childhood. My name is Amy and I was born in the best year ever, 1977. I'm her sister Jenny, I was born in 1974. Boring year, terrible year. You weren't alive. Mom told me it was the worst year of the 70s. And dad told me it was the worst year of his life. (laughs) I feel like there was definitely worse years of dad's life. (laughs) All right, guys. So I just want to make an announcement before we start today. So our one year anniversary is coming up in June. It's June 23rd. And we're going to be doing a special episode, a highly curated AMA, (laughs) where Jenny and I are um, going to answer your questions. So we have a form that we're going to link on all of our websites our website, our Mimi B group, our Facebook group, everywhere you can find us. And we're inviting you to submit questions that you want to know. They could be Little House related. They could be Blockbuster related. They could be personal. We don't care. I'm going to make sure Jenny answers everything. The answer is no mm-hmm. to those questions. So um, then we're going to we're going to pick 10 or 15 that we like, that we think will make good content, and we're going to record that episode. So, uh, you will also be entered to win a very special prize. Jenny, would you like to tell everybody what it is? It is a custom drawing by our dad. We th- a drawing or a painting, we're not sure. We haven't actually discussed this with him yet. We're going to give him that artistic freedom. Oh, he's doing it. Oh, he'll do it, but we don't know what's going to be yet. Mm-hmm. Of the drama barn. Yes, so you're going to get the drama barn. I'm trying to, I have to talk to him because I want him to put a little thing of Fred outside the drama of barn. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be one of the kind artwork that you'll get, Little House related. And so how you enter to win that is you just submit a question. Even if we don't pick it for reading it on the air, you're automatically entered to win that if you submit a question. So, uh, you know, get your questions in. We look forward to answering them. And before anyone sends Jenny a marriage proposal, the answer is no. <laughs> right, Jenny? The answer is definitely no to that question. Yes, definitely no. All right, Jen. So today we're looking at Little House on the Prairie, Season 4, Episode 18, The Inheritance. This is written by uh, Hyman, directed by Claxton. Good old Claxton, back in the directing chair. Back in the directing chair. 
The description reads, Charles inherits the estate of a wealthy uncle. Within 24 hours, the family suddenly becomes Harriet Olson's best pals. They are pressured to make various contributions throughout the community and even receive newspaper article offers to chronicle this tremendous change in their lives. Things get worse when this newfound fortune threatens the family's relationships with their real friends. Jen, did you like this one? I did. I, I, I did too. I, I sort of remembered it. I, I knew it I all went south, it. but I didn't we remember how. We know it all went south. Yeah. Yes. I didn't remember how. Yeah. All right. So we open on Laura and Andy Garvey, and they're building a clubhouse. Jen? Building a clubhouse. Jen? And they're smart enough to, well, okay, we didn't have this option. But they're building it on top of the hill. Instead, instead of, of on the side of it. Instead of on the side of the hill. But we couldn't do that because that was in Jamie's yard and mm-hmm. we were not allowed to build it in his yard. So we had to build it like hanging off the side of a mountain. So we built a clubhouse. It got real weird. I don't even know how we built it. Again, guys, just, just to recap if you're new here, Jenny and I grew up in a neighborhood with mostly boys. Yeah. So we were building this clubhouse and a lot of shenanigans were going down in that clubhouse. We and were building it with stuff with trash like stuff that people dumped basically mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like on the side of like the highway and stuff we would yeah, pull it all up and then take it over and it was like wood and it's like we, we built the whole it thing it had a door it had a roof it had a door mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we would have like six kids in there i think the litter- engineering was actually pretty good the <laughs> fact that that didn't roll down the hill is a miracle who built it though who was really the it was engineer? me and brian and steven also, I get no credit. Yeah, you didn't really. Um, we also had like we were consumed with the idea that people were going to come into it, so we like ratcheted back Set real traps, heavy tree branches, like that would have killed people. Would have killed somebody if we cut those loose. So we booby trapped the entire thing. Yeah. So when we yep. weren't like you know burning caterpillar nests out of trees and trying to yep. kill people, we were building this clubhouse. So we have a little clubhouse experience, I would Mm -hmm. like to think, Jenny. All right. So Laura says they can't tell anyone about this clubhouse. And and this scene serves no other purpose than to show us that they're good friends. Yeah. Yeah. So now we have a scene with Carrie. (laughs) And she's getting a dress hem. Jen, do you remember getting a dress like hemmed or taken in by Graham? Yes. All the time. It was torturous. It was torturous. Do you notice we have a fancy new camera angle thanks to the expanded kitchen? Yes. Yes. Yep. I did notice that. So Carrie is whining about having to wear Laura's old dresses. And I wrote, shut the fuck up and be a little sister. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I know. This I is mean, part of it. She's like the third. She's never going to have new clothes. So Paul comes in. He's injured. He's hurt himself on something at Garvey's. There was an accident at the mill. I don't know what happened. There was an accident at the mill, inevitably. I didn't know there was an accident at the mill. I just yeah, thought he hurt himself. Something with a bolt or Garvey. It had or something, something to do with it Garvey. It had something to do with Garvey, but I mm-hmm. think it was an accident mm-hmm. at the mill. So just then Garvey comes over and he has a telegram for Charles. And the telegram is from some attorney and asks Charles to, quote, reply soonest. Did it say that? Yes. If you and are his... the son of Laura and Lansford Ingalls, oh, okay. reply soonest. Okay. Okay. Carolyn's all like, oh, God, I knew it was bad news. I mean, a letter from a lawyer is not usually good news. Let's be let's be fair. Next, we see Paul in the drama barn, and someone arrives at the homestead. Jen, it's Roger Whitehead, the lawyer, and he literally has white hair. 
And reverse Lafayette Beetle is acting like an ass and barking oh, at me. I had to put my dogs away. He was being obnoxious. But Roger Whitehead, I thought it was the same actor that played Sprague. <laughs> no, it's right? Not. Like it, he seems like yeah, him. he's just a bankerly old dude. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. He tells Charles that his uncle died, and Charles has no clue he even had no idea who this person is. He's like, it's Uncle Edward or more Edward Warren Ingalls. Ned. Uncle Ned. Charles still has no clue. And then he's like, Ned Ingalls of St. Louis. And then Charles is like, wait a minute. Did he have a house on a hill? I went up there when I was like five and I hit a chandelier around. I don't know what he was doing. Jen, Uncle Ned made Charles his heir and he is inheriting his entire estate. Yes. The girls are looking on like, what? <laughs> he has a the Ingalls Carriage Company. Yes. So he is the owner of the Ingalls Carriage Company. And the lawyer's like describing this dude. He's like, he was a rough man, no children. He swore a lot, but he had a fuck ton of money. And I'm like, I immediately said, all that money's gone. Yeah, right. (laughs) The minute I heard that he was eccentric. Well, before they said that, I was just like, oh my God, they have generational wealth. Yeah. No. (laughs) No. Because we know, we know that didn't happen. So something had to have happened. All right, so the lawyer's like, dude, you own the Ingalls Carriage Company now. Like, like you have a shit ton of money. Yeah. yeah. So that night, Carolyn and Charles are in bed dreaming about what they're going to do with all their money. And surprise, surprise, neither really wants anything exciting. It's a surprise, surprise, Carolyn wants a watch. I'm like, a watch? Like a brooch watch. Whatever. A, yeah. a watch that you pin on yourself. Charles I'd be like, to... are there islands for sale? Like, can I buy an island in the Caribbean? Can I buy a fucking house? Or a car. Yeah. So Charles wants a toolbox. Yeah, like, they're they're not dreaming big enough no, here. No. The next day, the Ingles get a surprise visit, Jen, oh, from God. Harriet. God. And she is super happy to see them because she's gotten word about this inheritance and she is now their BFF. Yep. She's like, yeah, I'm going to hang out with this other rich group. Although, from the sounds of what they're inheriting, it would be far beyond what the Olsons have. And I have to say, like, when Charles is trolling Harriet is some of my best moments. So, she wants to have coffee with Carolyn and hear all about Uncle Rich. Uh, I mean, Uncle Ned. Uncle Ned is dead. So, Charles so Charles is like, I gotta go to work, Carolyn. Have fun having coffee with Oh my with god, Harriet. that was so funny. And he's oh just god, looking at her great. and she's like, do not walk out that door. She's and like, he, I fucking hate He you. left. That was great. So Charles shows up at the mill, and they've heard all about this. And Hanson is like, I'm not accepting your resignation. And And Charles is like, I'm at work. What are you talking about? Hanson's like, you need to start thinking about what you're going to do with all that money. And once you get it, we should talk because, you know, I'm getting older, and I would love to sell you the mill. And Charles is like, dude, let's pump the brakes here. Yeah, he's like, first of all, I don't have a penny of this. And second of all, like, I'm I'm working and, like, I'm going to buy a tool set, but that's it. Like, this is if Graham inherited a bunch of money. So Hanson then says to Charles, like, why don't you own the place and Garvey can be the foreman and run it? And I'm like, why is Garvey always got to be part of everything here? I don't know. Dude always has to have his fucking finger Han- in the pie. Hanson is the is puppet master. Is that, wait, is that a thing? I don't know. Finger Hanson in the pie? Is the... Isn't that sexual? It should be hand that in the pie. sounds like it. <laughs> But but Hanson's the puppet master, and he's just puppet mastering this thing. He is. He is. Okay, we need to make a decision, Jenny, because at school, Mrs. Sims, we Finally. need to make a decision if we're calling her Beetle. We're calling her Beetle. We're calling her Beetle, guys. Yeah. 
Okay, she's Miss Beetle. So at school, Beetle's like, we need a chairperson for the book drive. And Nellie nominates her dearest friend, oh Laura Ingalls. And Laura's like, uh, what? And then Nellie says, Charles can just buy all the books for the school. I feel like Nellie's trolling her as per per usual. Since he's rich now, Beetle yells at her and she goes, get to the corner. And Willie gets up and goes (laughs) to the corner. That was so great. That was so funny. He's like, I'm just used to being sent to the corner. Right. But he didn't even need to say that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it would have played better if he didn't say that. So Laura accepts the, the chairperson position. Then she she and Mary overhear the these two dudes behind her talking, and the dude is like, "Oh, their pa's probably stingy because rich rich folks usually are." So let me get this straight: these kids make fun of people because they're poor. They make fun of people because they're rich. Yeah, you it's can't called, win in this. It's school called house. school. You can't yeah. fucking win. I'm gearing up for this next scene because oh, the Garveys. We're at Garvey's, and he's pissed because he can't pay his bills. And he's Jen, figuring. God forbid, he, he won't go to the bank for a handout. He's figuring. He's figuring. Garvey's like, Charles Ingalls won't have to worry. He'll be doing a lot of things we won't be doing. All right, I'm in this the rage bullshit. corner. That makes me mad. I'm in the rage this is corner. Bullshit. I'm in yep. the rage corner. Because then too. he has the fucking balls to say... Why is it some people want and others don't have to? Fuck Charles, you, dude. The Ingles have struggled literally forever. Forever. Like, the, like forever. Like, how forever. many times did they lose crops? How many times yes. did shit burn down and, like, kids disappear and people die? Like, the Ingles know a little something about struggle. I wrote, Charles is the hardest fucking working yeah, man I know. This is bullshit. This and was he such would bullshit. do anything for anyone. You are, you, sir, are no ride or die. No. Nope. Okay. Ride or die. Out of the rage corner. (laughs) Ride or die. Edwards would be like, can I help you carry that money, Charles? Yep. (laughs) Jen, I'm through with him. I'm through with Garvey. I'm through with him. I'm done. We're breaking up. Okay. All right. So Alice is like, don't be an asshole, dude. He's your friend. And then Garvey's like, I'm going for a walk. And I wrote, I hope he goes for a walk off a cliff. Yep. I really do. Even Timmy, who, you know, claims to not watch this show. Was like, wow, that guy's a douchebag. <laughs> so Andy, meanwhile, is asking if he can make a donation for the book drive. And Alice is like, mm, now's not the right time, dude. You just saw your father throw a temper tantrum like a five-year-old. Mm-hmm. And Andy's <laughs> like, but I have my own money. I've been saving my chore money. And she's like, you're the greatest. He is no, like, and Andy is no Carl's Jr. Carl's the- Jr. would be saving that money for fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> Carl's Jr. would be saving that money to go to a brothel. Yeah, yeah, true. At the Ingalls, Caroline is telling Charles about how Harriet was treating her, how she poured her her tea out of her finest china, and she invited them to dinner, and Charles is like, you didn't. <laughs> She's like, no, I didn't. Then in the weirdest fucking move, we hear a voice outside yell, Yeah, what's going on Hello inside? inside! Is that how we knock on a door? It's Reverend Alden. Okay. Jen, I'm going to go over to Stephanie's house, and I'm just going to be like, hello inside. I was wondering what he was yelling. I, I didn't know what it was. I had to rewind it three times. Because I know how to rewind now, because I'm fancy. Oh, uh, that's yeah. good. Yeah, remember when you couldn't rewind? That was <laughs> That was And awful. mom had to teach you how to use your Roku. <laughs> that's so Rev Alden stopped by to say congrats, but Jen, he's really there to ask for money. Because this, this is what the church is doing now. Yeah. Yeah. Charles says, look, dude, I'll do whatever you need. 
Because Caroline and I were already talking about how we could give all of our money to the church. Right. So what do you need? Say it, it's yours. And he's like, I need a church organ. I feel like they need things worse than a church organ. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He agrees and Rev gets all choked up. And I wrote, these are the exact people who should have money. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So Which next... is why they're going to end up with none. Right. <laughs> so the next morning, Laura heads out to the barn with Mary, and they ask Charles if he'll buy all the books for the book drive, and he agrees. They have no clue how much they're getting, Jenny. Or, or if when. The, or if the company is even profitable. Or when. They have not a dollar. No, nothing. In there. But to be fair, Charles is agreeing to these things, but he has not ordered anything. Yet. Right. But he's saying, like, okay, let's get this list going. But, like... Mm -hmm. Then we see Charles and Carolyn shopping at Olson. She's, like, bringing her eggs in. And Harriet has a reporter there from the St. Louis Eagle. And he's come out to take a picture and write an article on the Ingles. Uh, The reporter wants to do it on Saturday. Charles is like, I have to work. And the reporter's like, dude, you don't have to work anymore. Do you have any idea how much money you are inheriting? And he's like, let me put it this way. It's more than anyone in this town has, plus any of the surrounding towns. Yeah, like, because when he says, do you know how much you're inheriting? And Charles is kind of like, no, do you? Because <laughs> he has no, there's no mm-hmm. information. Now, Jen, we did get an important piece of information in this scene. The reporter goes, I I heard you only live three miles out of town. Yes. So now we know. Oh, finally we know. We thought it was like a mile. Three miles. Okay. Those kids are walking six miles every day back and forth to school. Mm -hmm. I mean, this was truly a generation that could say, I used to walk. And my kids complain when they have to go down the driveway to get the mail. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So the reporter says he'll come out at 10 a.m. on Saturday and he leaves in a really weird way. He goes, Bye bye. Bye bye. A newspaper man is always on time. I'll see you at 10 a.m. It was super weird. I don't know what was happening there. Who's directing this? Claxton. Okay. Claxton. Yeah. I don't know if he's giving people Coke before they're seeing I know. Like, it's what super is happening? Weird. So they're excited that he's going to take their pictures, and Harriet takes this time to sell them some clothes. Well, she shames them about what they're wearing. Mm hmm. Charles is hesitant, but Carolyn's, like, all excited. So yeah, Charles, she gets Charles all caught relates. up in this. Mm-hmm. At school, Andy is so excited to tell the class he's donating a book, but before he can, Laura tells Beetle about Charles' offer and how he's donating all the books. So Andy's, like, all sad and disappointed and doesn't get like, to, like... I feel like Beetle him. handled this poorly. Oh, you think? Yeah, like, she should, like, she should have had them, like... Like run the book drive, like learn how to do this, right? Like, and whatever, just whatever, for a lump sum. Like, yeah, if you come up short, Charles yeah, can jump sure. in then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Jen. Now we see Charles in a suit. He looks I'm so uncomfortable. For this. He looks so uncomfortable. He looks good, but I do prefer him in his underalls and okay. his little farming outfit. Caroline has on a green velvet dress. She looks beautiful. Yeah, she does. Nels comes out and tells Charles that the Rev stopped by and mentioned about the organ. So he went ahead and ordered it. I have an index card. Oh. I'm Nels! <laughs> yes! <laughs> that was Nels Olson. Woo! 
Nels is played by Richard Bull. I'm doing it on the actor because I've already done one on Nels. He is best known for his performances as Doc on Voyage to the Bottom of the Sea. And, of course, as Nels on Little House on the Prairie. He was born on June 26th. Oh, Dad's birthday. 1924 in Zylon, Illinois, which is about 15 miles north of Chicago. He fell into acting by accident. Quote, I never gave serious consideration about becoming an actor. I decided to study music, but a friend suggested we attended the Goodman Theater School. In two weeks, the friend dropped out, but I was hooked. Hmm. After marrying stage actress Barbara Colantine, the couple moved to L.A. and became very active in the theater. He was a big-time theater actor for a while, oh, which, cool. sh- which kind of shows him and Harry both. He's a both. good actor. Yeah, they're both yeah. theater actors. Over the years, his film and TV work gave less time for the theater, but he never lost his love for the stage. He believed, quote, the theater keeps you alive as an actor, unquote. Hmm. He has appeared in... 32 films and movie in TV movies such as The Andromeda Strain, My Three Sons, The Fugitive, Mission Impossible, The Man from Uncle, The Satan Bug. Ooh, I might have to see that. After Little House, he starred in Knott's Landing, Hill Street Blues, Designing Women, Highway to Heaven. He died due to complications of pneumonia on February 3rd, 2014, at Aww. 90 years old. Nels! Thank you for you the index card on Nels. Jenny, was he in Designing Women with Daphne Coleman? Oh, God. I don't care. I hate Daphne Coleman now because of you. Guys, I did not know it was Daphne Coleman. I thought it was Daphne. (laughs) That is in War Games. We go through that whole thing. Charles is like, why are you ordering the the organ? I have no money, dude. What are you doing? And Nelson's like, did he say he already ordered it? it." Yes. Did he say? Oh, my God. I mean, Charles, the organ's not inexpensive. Right. Charles is, or Nels is like, I'm going to put it on credit, dude. It's fine. So then he's like, okay, well, while we're doing that, why don't you order the set of books for the school? Yeah. Order the Because apparently, if you're rich, you don't need money to buy things. No. Well, we know that. We grew up in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have that watch that Carolyn wants, order me that and get yeah. me some dresses. Yep. So now we see Carrie dancing in a new dress saying she likes to be rich. And the girls are walking home wearing their new dresses, and Nellie is walking with them, and Laura's like, why do you like me Why now? are you with us? Why yeah, what's here? happening? Yep. Then Laura sees Andy, and he's pissy, and tells her that he she looks like Nellie Olson. She's like, you Ooh, take burn, that back. Burn. She flips out, runs away. Later at the house, Jen, Caroline has a package for Charles' birthday. <laughs> they're, they're, they're kind of funny in this scene. She I won't like tell him what it is, and he's, he's like, well, I have a gift for you, too. And they agreed to open the gifts, and he got her the toolbox, and she got him the brooch. And No, he... that's the other way around. Oh, right, 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 right. <sighs> Sorry. He, she got him the toolbox. He got her the brooch. They're ecstatic. They're happy. They're kissing, saying it's a dream. And I wrote, okay, oh, cue the disaster. Yeah, this is going to go badly. <laughs> the next day, the photographer's there, and he hates their clothes. He's like, you look like city people. And he basically tells them, like, he wants the rags to riches story. And Charles is like, I'm sorry we're not as poor as you hoped, dude. Then yeah, because he's like, you guys are prosperous. Like, this house is nice. Like, what The farm what is great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then the photographer's like, why don't we get you into some old clothes? We'll stick you in front of the sod house. And if you don't have old clothes, we can just rip these up and make them so dirty. So he's going to stage this. He's such a sensational reporter. <laughs> this is like... Well, this is yellow journalism. Yeah. So then Charles throws his ass out, like, physically, and everyone's and that, Can I just say that that dude missed out on, on Carolyn's homemade biscuits and honey? 
Yes. That sounded Which, so good. Oh my At that God. moment, I don't know what I was doing, but I was hungry. I was like, oh, homemade That's like in, honey. I remember, I remember when Carolyn's mother made, or no, Charles' mother made homemade donuts. Oh my God, those were probably oh, so good. Jesus. All right, at the mill, Charles is working with Garvey and they're talking about clearing the fields. They have this agreement where they help each other clear their mm-hmm. fields. And Charles is like, you know, we got to get moving on that. And Garvey's like, I already started mine. I'm working with Fred Wilson now. Fuck you, Is Garvey. Garvey cheating on Charles with another farmer? This man is the worst. Not a ride or die. Whatever the opposite of ride or die is. How do people like him so much? I don't like him. What's the opposite of ride or die? <laughs> oh, we gotta, we gotta Stay come put up and with live? <laughs> <laughs> so he said um, he figured with all of his money, he was thinking Charles would have hired someone and wouldn't need him. And Charles leaves and is like i'll do my own thinking from now on thank you yeah I, wrote, I don't blame him there are no redeemable qualities about garvey he's a chauvinist he's stubborn he's super he's insecure jealous, yep. he's insecure and now we see he's spiteful yep yeah sounds Where awesome the fuck is edwards man sign me up so now we see harriet shaking down charles for payment on his credit this is weird she like drives out to the middle of nowhere and intercepts him on his route yeah that was weird Imagine, like, if the dude from Citibank just drove out and pulled you over on the West Side Highway and was like, we need to talk about your debt. (laughs) She says it's been a few weeks and she needs to make a payment. So she has a form for him and it's a lien on his farm. This is ridiculous. This escalated quickly. And also, Nels ordered that without Charles' permission against Charles' credit. That feels like a lawsuit to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Nell stole Charles' identity. Maybe he needs to get Whitehead out there for this lawsuit. So Charles is like, dude, I don't know what's going on. Like, I've been writing to this lawyer, but I haven't heard back. Red flag, red flag. Red flag. Harriet is kind of nice about it, but Charles is really freaked out. Like, he is he is freaking out. Because we yeah. know, we know from past episodes, Charles does not believe in credit. No, he does not. He, this is, he is outside his comfort zone. Yes. 100%. This is me dragging Timmy to Raymore Flanagan on a Saturday to buy a bunch of furniture. Yep. yep. Timmy's like, no, 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 no. Don't feel good about this. Okay, let's stop at a bar first. Okay, now I can do it. Right. Well, I mean, at least with credit now, like, it takes years for them to put a lien on your house around it. (laughs) It's not like two weeks. Right. So, and I have to say, Harriet wasn't awful in this scene. Well, that's because she thinks they're still going to be rich. Yeah, she wasn't awful. That's the only reason. Mm, you're right. So he goes back to the mill, and Hanson shows him the paper. The story came out, Jen, and it was, like, syndicated in the Mankato Times. And guess what? The reporter used a fake family. There's another lawsuit for you, Charles. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Charles storms out and goes home. Meanwhile, at the Ingalls, Mr. Whitehead shows up and he says, guess what? The estate is settled up. And Caroline's like, how much is it? How much is it? And he's like, well, we better get your husband and talk to him about it. Mm, that's not, not a good, good sign. Red Mm-mm. flag. Seems, Jen, that Uncle Ned was eccentric. He would fly the Confederate flag and sing songs about wanting to live in Dixie. And his estate was eaten up by debts and legal fees. And all that's left is this box on the table. Get a lawyer, Charles. Get your own lawyer. Get your own lawyer and check that out. Charles is like, what's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? I just have there better be a million dollars in that box. Well, I just thought of the scene in Seven when he opens the box. I'm not going to spoil it, but we know what's in there. 
Um, Charles opens it, and it's money, but it's Confederate money. Carolyn goes crazy because she sees a pile of money, mm-hmm. but it's Confederate dollars. Can I make a confession to you right now? Hmm. I didn't know there was Confederate money. Oh, yeah. They were, they were a separate country. They seceded. They had their own money. They had their own trade. I mean, it became worthless when... I didn't, didn't know the succession actually took place. I thought the North thwarted it. No. Hmm. I mean, they they had their own money. They had their own president. I knew they had their own president. Yeah. That's fucking crazy, dude. But all that, as soon as the Confederate was, Confederacy was squashed, all that money was completely worthless. Yeah. It's like we have Mickey Mouse dollars. It's basically, it's Monopoly money. From Grandma B. <laughs> okay. That may even be worth more than Confederate dollars. So Charles starts yelling at Whitehead, and I think he has every right to. Yes. Because he White... sold this really differently. Yes, yep. he did. And he said, like, he should have said, look, we don't know how much this estate's yeah. worth. It could yep. be worth nothing. Yeah. So let's right. figure yep. this out. He should have set expectations. And also, like, I just don't trust all these fucking lawyers and fees and shit. I would get that shit checked out. I would, too. So Whitehead said there's nothing he could do, and Carolyn starts to cry, and he has a paper for Paul to sign, and guess what, Jen? Paul's left-handed. Really? He's a southpaw. Yep. Okay. All right. And we notice this because Timmy's left-handed, so we notice everyone who's left-handed. All right. Whatever. The next day, we see Charles at the Olsons, and Harriet is saying they have to auction off everything on his farm and his property. To pay these debts. Nels is pissed. Nels is pissed at Harriet. Yep. Yeah. He's like, I own half of this business and you're not doing this. And she's like, what do you want me to do? The creditors are going to come calling. Yeah. But I think like press charges against the Olsons for charging something on your credit without your permission. Yes. I have my hand up in the air. Okay. I have a question. Why don't you just sell the church organ? Why can't they return this stuff? All of this stuff, everything we bought is like... But it's like, why would you not be able to return a set of tools if you didn't use them? It looks like you didn't use them. But even if you can't, Turn why don't you just back. sell them? Just sell them. Put them in yeah. your store yeah, and, and sell them. them. But they're not going to sell them to anybody in that town, I guess. Not a church organ. But you should not. be able to return the organ. Like It's stupid. It doesn't okay. make any sense. So now I have... Um, we're at the auction, and it's taking place in the drama barn. <laughs> <laughs> perfect place for it and it's all the people from walnut grove it's rev alden doc baker etc garvey the dick face harriet thinks it's weird that no one from out of town is here she's telling the auctioneer like wait a minute we gotta wait for out of town people he's like mm, i don't think anybody else is coming let's just start right. so charles friends bid a penny or two on everything garvey <laughs> wins the toolbox with a bit of two cents rev alden gets the team He's packing up the team, Jen, for yeah, two cents. Yeah, he's packing up the team. <laughs> They're worth two cents. And then the auctioneer put up the entire property and Garvey bid two cents. And I guess it's law that they have to take, they have to have at least two bets. There's apparently some kind of law yep. that there has to be two bids, that they have to take whatever they can get, mm-hmm. and that like they can't do anything else about it. Like, that's it. When I saw Garvey buy the farm, I'm thinking, I don't trust him. He'll probably move his fucking family there. I tried to find something on, like, the rules of auction in the 1880s. It was difficult. There's, I just can't find it. Yeah. Now Garvey and the others knock on the door, and they tell Charles, like, the auction is done. Because Charles and the kids and everybody are in the house just crying, came and watch it. Yep. 
So he comes in, Garvey comes in, and instead of leading with, we got you, dude, it's okay, he, like, does this thing where he gets Charles even more upset. He's like, okay, the auction's over and everything's gone. Everything was sold. Yeah, like, dude. And then Garvey's like, and I bought your farm. And Charles and, is like, fuck you, dude. Yeah. Charles. <laughs> which, which is the appropriate response. <laughs> So then, only then, after everyone gets more upset, does Garvey say, well, you know, the total for everything is six cents. Okay. So then they're like, um, Nels stood out on the main road and told everyone coming in from out of town that the sale was off. Charles starts to cry, and they all apologize and say they changed, and they're sorry, and everyone hugs. And then, Jen, the last scene is we see Laura and Garvey working on their clubhouse, and they use Confederate money as wallpaper. I have to say, this was this was baller move by Walnut Grove. Yeah. This was pretty baller. It was. It was pretty baller. Um, I mean, at first I was like, there are better ways they could have handled this. Yeah. But I don't think there is, because although Harriet is fucked now, I mean... Yeah. That debt is still going to be there. <laughs> right. Or d- does the company forgive the debt because they um, did they the might. auction? They might. Yeah, that has to be how it works. Like, they must be able to, they must be able to, once there's a lien or a foreclosure, because that happens with foreclosure, too. Like, they just yeah. take whatever they can get for it. Yeah. So they took six cents. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So where's the organ? That's my question. We never see the organ. The organ <laughs> right? never like, materializes. <laughs> And, and no, I'm sorry, Reverend Alden did say, no, I'm going to take this back, because Reverend Alden did say, the church is going to dig real deep once they hear that organ. So it does yeah. have to still be paid off. So basically, everyone got all this shit. Everyone's yeah. debts are forgiven for six cents. But, <laughs> but I think, no, I think that they still do have to pay it off. But what he's saying is the church parishioners oh, will pay it okay. off. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, but what, so what would the auction have paid off? Well, I guess the auction would have paid it off, but they okay. didn't get enough. So Harriet is still on the hook for it, is okay, the way I understand just... it. They just have no more legal recourse yeah, over okay. Charles. Weird. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because it wasn't the creditors doing that. It was Harriet doing that to Charles. But it was the creditors coming for Harriet. Right. But then yeah. she's the one who decided for the auction. So, like, what else is she going to do? Yeah, I don't There's know. There's no more happened. legal recourse. This got real weird. <laughs> Do we have a real estate lawyer or a debt lawyer in the no, Mimi's? Come debt, at us. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, Jen, whose fault is this? This is squarely Harry, Harry Olson's fault. And also Crazy Uncle Ned's. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like Crazy Uncle Ned. And because like, you're he crazy lived in Uncle St. Ned. Louis. He's St. Louis, Missouri. Oh, so he is in the South. I thought, for some reason, I thought he was in Illinois. But this crazy Uncle Ned, like, it's one thing if your nephew knows you and knows what to expect. And, like, don't, just don't put his name on this thing. Like, you know you're crazy. You know your money's all messed up. Like, don't, don't involve someone else in it. Just give it to charity. Whatever's left. I think it's Whitehead's fault. It's definitely Whitehead has, bears some fault. He sold them a bill of goods. He should have been, like... From my experience as a lawyer, all even I knew this, and I know fuck nothing about the law. Even I knew a lot of companies are not operating in the black. Yeah, well, and let's just take a step back. The reason and make I sure blamed is. Harriet is Harriet controls credit at that store. Let's face it. 
Nothing mm-hmm. goes on credit without her allowing sure. it. Sure. And she allowed all this credit to be built up ahead of this thing. Like, she should have not allowed Nels to buy that organ. Like, you know what I mean? Well, she like, did she's so tight thing. with the credit. She did the same thing with the, the who were the brothers that were molesting no. Carolyn? <laughs> the Catlin brothers. <laughs> the Catlin brothers. She did the same thing with them. Exactly. Like, like yeah. She has full control over this, and she should have never allowed her business to get in that much debt. She well, should have said, we'll wait till the money comes in, and then we'll order it. That's it. That's what she should have done. Like, I Charles just, was on board with that. That was like, Charles was okay with that. I just had like an existential moment where I was like, we are sitting here debating the ethics of a 40-year-old <laughs> fictional television show. I, I really have to work. Because I'm like, Charles really should not have gone against his gut. His gut is to not put things on credit. And this is why. Yeah. Okay, Jen. So at the end of every episode, Jenny and I look back and talk about a theme or a lesson or a scar that we took with us from the original viewing or maybe something we picked up on the rewatch that we feel kind of shed some light or explain some kind of behavior in our generation or in our personal lives. So we call it our why. It's designed to finish the sentence Gen X. This is why. Jenny, what is your why for the inheritance? So this is why, and I'm just struggling with this very thing this week, actually. This is why. I know where you're going. I always assume everything good will fall (laughs) apart at the last minute, and I don't trust anything or anyone. Guys, I have to tell you, Jenny calls me yesterday. You know she's in the process of buying a house, and she calls me and she's like, I got the letter of commitment from the mortgage. Now, she's already done everything. And you know, she has a closing date, for Christ's sake. And she's like, does this mean it's real? Does it? I'm like, yeah, Jen, that means it's real. Really? Does this oh, mean it's I happening? It. Like, can I put a book in a box now? Am I ready to go? <laughs> yes. I don't trust it. And I'm like, loser, you are going to be moving in like two weeks. Like, I don't trust start it. Start getting ready. Not two weeks. It's going to take me like two months. But I don't trust it. I don't. And Until I ex- I'm paying on that mortgage and I'm like... I just don't trust it, especially I in New York. To her, especially in New York. I explained to her that this is kind of Mimi's. If you bought a house, you know this. Like it's you know white knuckling down to the closing date. <laughs> it's so, like I don't know. Sometimes why can't they come, come up with a better process for this? I don't know. I don't know. And we closed on a mortgage during the pandemic, and that was super weird. I know somebody who took like like five months to refinance. Yeah. Like something real simple. That was me. It took three months to refinance. It was crazy. crazy. Yeah. All right. So, Jenny, you will get your mortgage by the time. I don't trust it. I don't trust it. Let's check in with Jenny again by the time we we do our anniversary episode. I don't trust it. And we'll see if she has her house yet. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, I wrote, Jen, and this is something that we talked about earlier, but I see it coming up again. This is why money is terrible. Yeah. Like, we got a real eat the rich message from Little House. and Well, yeah. I feel like a lot of things, though, just portrayed rich people as real dicks. Well, it gives the message that there's a certain amount of money that's good to have, Mm -hmm. like, so that you're comfortable and you don't have to worry about struggling. But beyond that is bad. And this is something, like, I literally have had to work through this in therapy. Like, my aversion to money now i know that sounds ridiculous i do like enough money to be comfortable Mm -hmm. but i'm not impressed by money Mm -hmm. i feel like i don't know like i just don't like money and i feel like (laughs) 
I feel like there were things happening in our own lives that that perpetrated that, but also all of these messages that we're getting as children, like rich people are terrible, you know, money sours everything. But it's, that's a point of view that you have from a, pl- a privileged place. Like, yes, yes. If, if money, like when you're like, oh, money isn't good, it doesn't matter. Like, it does when you don't have it. It does when you don't have it. Matters it matters every day. And yep. there was a lot of times where I did not have it. Where I yeah, said this too. before, I was writing rubber checks at the grocery store. <laughs> I was counting change on my them. floor to pay my electric bill. Yep, like, yep, a hundred percent. And I don't know if I felt that way then necessarily. Well, there's oh two... no, I did. I hated money then because I didn't have it. There's two things though. <laughs> I didn't necessarily hate money then because you're right. I needed it. But I was never impressed by it. Yeah. Let me say that. Like, I was never impressed by money. I'm just not. Lucky lucky for Timmy. Yeah, I'm just yeah. not impressed by money. But I just hate, like, what it started to show me is that the spiral that people who don't have money go down. Like, how, how you know, that rich get richer and the poor get poor, like, is so fucking true. And, like, with the way banks operate... With the way debt operates, like so I have I have an example. It's stacked of that. against people, like it's insane how it works. I got lured into and sucked into one of those payday loan companies. I remember when you were in that. Yes, and I had to go every Friday and pay thirty percent interest back. Yeah, on that's the money that, that I had legal. borrowed for one week, and then I had to turn around and borrow it again. Yeah. Like, that's it's what you a, did. So, essentially, you were giving them your check every week plus 30%. Like, 30% is usury. Like, that is insane that that Guys, was legal. I was making, like, $20,000 a year at the time. Yeah. It's crazy. It was... But, like, I was that sucked is a huge problem. It. Like, that... Like, even to be banked is so expensive. Like, there needs to be some yeah. kind of, like, universal bank that, like, everyone can be a part of. And, like, it's not run on fees and it's not for profit. Yep. Like, it's insane yep. that... That how that the like you know all this is happening with the PPP loans like a yes. lot of businesses and stuff are underbanked and couldn't like you had to have a relationship with the bank to get them like that yes. it's nuts it's just it's Unless really Joel, stacked against Joel people. Joel Osteen got a bunch of that money, of course. First church, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I got sucked into the payday loan thing. It's it was predatory. Yeah, like 100%. I almost went bankrupt doing that. Yeah. And Jenny, it's so sad because. Somebody could have just given me $1,500 and it would have gotten me yeah. out of it and solved everything. That's but nobody had $1,500 to give me. But that's the thing is that it it takes so little, like, to make life better for people. Like, this whole $15 yeah. an hour wage, like, that will radically change some people's lives. Well, and like, it whole, doesn't it doesn't take millions of dollars to, like, to get somebody out of poverty. You the know, whole $1,400 like, stimulus check. Yeah. That was a lot for people. Yeah. And as much as people are like, oh, we don't like it, I don't see anybody mailing them back. We all could have just used need, it. And sometimes you just need a leg up. Like you have a broken yep. down car or like you have this one thing that like if you could t- take care of it, then you can kind of get ahead a little bit where otherwise it keeps spiraling. Like what was yeah. happening to you with the payday loan? Like, yeah, mom and I were talking about this yesterday, like when to help your kids and when not to help your kids. If you are privileged and fortunate enough to be able to help mm-hmm. your kids. You know, you have to pick those moments when mm-hmm. you're giving somebody a hand up. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, let me help you out of that terrible situation. Like, mom and dad didn't have the money to give me right. $1,500 to get me out of the right. pay, pay, payday loan thing. <laughs> when Amy was sucked into the cult of the payday loan Of course. 
<laughs> but it, Jen, but, it, it but was that bad. was probably because you had no other options. I had no other options. Right, exactly. And like I that, was already, I was working full time. It's not like I was slacking when off. When there's no like, pay, when there's no safety net and there's no options mm-hmm. like that, like that, and, and no one has savings. Like that's one thing that has happened that's good during the pandemic is people has built up a little bit of savings. Some people. Some people, yeah. Like, not everyone, but way more than there was before the pandemic. Like, way more people than there was before the pandemic. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree. But, like, just pay, like, just put a, 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 when I talk about a safety net, it's like a livable wage. Like, a way that people can Mm -hmm. pay for their lives and, like, not worry about it. I know. Like, that will make the whole country better. I know. All right, Jen. So, why don't you tell everyone what's coming up next? The next episode we're going to do is Season 4, Episode 20, A Most Precious Gift. A misinterpreted remark from husband Charles plants the seed of worry in newly pregnant Carolyn Ingalls that he will be disappointed if the baby isn't a boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Guys, we are going to be skipping a few episodes here and there just because we really want to start moving into the later seasons. I need to get to season nine. I need to. We're pretty far from season Mr. nine. Mr. Edwards with that fucking orangutan. I need to get there. <laughs> we need Edwards back. We're just that's, racing to get Edwards that, back. That's like... The goalpost, right? Is that picture of Edwards holding the monkey or the orangutan or whatever it is. That's where we need to get. So um, thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you soon. Hi, everyone. Amy here. If you'd like to support our podcast, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen. To send us an email or connect with us on social, please visit us at genxthisisy.com. Thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you soon. softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.